Let me just pray real quick over, um, over myself. <laughs> I need it. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the word that you have spoken to me. And I ask that you help me to be able to get it out. You have to author it, but then you also have to help me share it because I'm so limited. So Father, I ask that you would help me not stand in the way of what you want to speak to your ladies. And I ask that you would open everyone's hearts to receive what you uh, would have for them to receive. Customize this word for every hearer and help them to um, take hold of it and let it come alive in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, hello, Joanne. Hello, Lisa. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So, as you know, I like to give the Huddle Time play on Mondays, and this is what I feel um, we're going to, uh, the word I feel like the Lord has for us for today. So we've been talking a lot about going on the offensive and getting out of a defensive stance and into one of offense where we are moving into the enemy's territory and we are beginning to do things for the Lord rather than the Lord always just having to, um, to answer our prayers and meet our needs. Now we're changing our stance and we're beginning to, to take back territory for him and, and beginning to go somewhere in, in our walk with God, rather than always just having to have God, you know, come rescue us. So Acts chapter three is where I'm going to start. And it's Acts chapter three, verse one says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him, with John said, this, this is a little too high for me, so I'm having, plus I, w I do wear reading glasses and I don't want to wear them in front of all these, everybody that's going to be seeing this. So let me just <laughs> readjust myself. Okay. So, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leap, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew that it was the man who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Okay, so let me just summarize this real quick. Peter and John are walking into the church, so to speak. And there's a lame man that would sit at the gate daily, every single day. You can later read on, I think, in Acts chapter 4 to find out he was like 38 to 40 years old. So he had been sitting there daily for a long time. He was lame. He could not walk. As Peter and John were heading into the church, they saw this man and this man was asking them for money. And they said to him, 
we don't have money. Silver and gold, we don't have. But such as I have, Peter said, I give you. So that is what, that's where we're going to sit a little bit today. The question is, what do we have to offer people? If we were in this same scenario, what do we have to offer people? Such as I have, I give you. When we go on offense, Jesus Christ fully intended for us to do exactly what he did. He healed people. He set people free. He encouraged people. He, he raised the dead. He performed miracles. And he told us, you shall do even greater works than what I have done. The Bible also tells us in 1 John, I'm not going to go to it, but he said, Jesus was manifested here in the earth. He came to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. And that is fully what he intends for us to do. The problem is we walk by people in our Christian life all the time. And first of all, we don't even stop. We don't even stop to see, and I'm, I, I'm speaking very much to myself. We don't even stop to see what they need. We don't even acknowledge them. And secondly, if we were to acknowledge them, what do we have to give them? It's okay. Maybe we don't have silver and gold, but do we have something inside of us to give them? And I can tell you, Yes, we are supposed to be generous and we are supposed to help people monetarily. But Peter and John could have given that, that man even a day's wages. But the next day he would have been back. They gave him something much more than what money can buy. And as a Christian, do you have anything to offer people? Do you have hope to offer them? Or do you offer them this, just a way to, a way to, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A way to just exist. That's not the word I'm actually looking for. A way to just continue to live and exist and put up with and handle and tolerate their dysfunction. Because you can't offer them hope. You can't offer, if we cannot offer them a life change, then we just have to offer them a way to just live in their dysfunction. We cannot be like that as a church. We have to be able to offer people hope. We cannot just offer people a way to continue to just exist in their state of dysfunction. That's not what God has called us to do. So number one, if we can't offer people hope, we have to ask ourselves the question of why can we not offer people hope? Why can we not offer people a path out, out of the mess that they're in? Why? Why can we not? Well, because we don't have the answers. Well, is that enough? Is that what Jesus Christ actually um has us here for to say, I don't know, your, your situation is just, it bum fuzzles me. It's bigger than me. No, we are supposed to be able to offer people hope, deliverance, breaking of chains, the opportunity to get out of oppression, freedom, peace when they're tormented, love when they feel rejected, 
We are supposed to be able to offer them things that money can't buy. And if we're empty, or if all we have are the things of this world, then when people come to us with needs or we walk by people with needs, we have to keep walking because we don't have enough inside of us to offer them anything. There was a scripture that I was going to go to and I just lost it. What was it? I can't remember. As I was talking, it came to me. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Luke. Luke 4. Verse 18. These are the things that we are supposed to have. So if you want to take notes, you can. Luke 4 and 18. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. We should be able to give good news to people. That's what the gospel is. The good news of Jesus Christ. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. We in our own strength cannot help the brokenhearted, but the Holy Spirit through us should be able to extend love to a brokenhearted person and the Lord through us bring healing to them. There is a gift of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14 that Paul teaches about. There are nine gifts of the Spirit and one of them is the gift of healing. No, we don't have it in our own strength, but we should be so full of the Holy Spirit that we can embrace a brokenhearted person and we don't even have to have the words to say, but just the Holy Spirit inside of us, just such as I have, I give you. And it is healing for your broken heart. I don't have to have the answers. I don't have to be able to pull you out of the situation. But I should have enough Holy Spirit inside of me that your broken heart can be healed. There should be enough of the Spirit of the Lord upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. People that are in bondage around me, people that are in bondage around you, we should have enough of the Spirit of the Lord upon us to be able to give them the answer that they can live a free life instead. And I can't believe that that word is still eluding me. We are just showing people how to settle in their dysfunction. That is not what God has called us to do. We are supposed to be able to bring a, a freedom to them that, that allows them to thrive. Instead, we are just trying to help them survive in their rut and in their horrible state and in their dysfunction and in their, um, and in their pain. But Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And his spirit should be inside of us. So that means it should be upon us to proclaim liberty to the captives. If there are captives around us, we should be able to tell them, I may not have a lot of silver and gold, but such as I have, I give you. And it's freedom. I have a friend that I met with last night. She texted me this morning. She said, I had no idea that I was walking around with that much hatred toward myself, that much guilt and shame um, and unforgiveness toward myself. I had no idea 
she said that. But she came to me for prayer, and when I prayed for her, I didn't even know what she needed. And guess what? It's not even by me. It's not It's not because of me that anything happens. All I was was just a vessel, and that's all you have to be, is just a vessel for the Spirit to operate through. And I didn't have to know anything. All I had to do was just show up and use the authority of the name of Jesus and pray for her, and the Lord healed her of things that she was carrying that she did not even realize she was carrying and she got instantaneous freedom. So the spirit of the Lord should be upon us. I'm going to I'm going to do this slowly to preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. That is what should be operating through us. But here's the kicker. Peter and John had this encounter after, after they had given themselves fully in Acts chapter 2 to the Lord and allowed him to feel them. So if we don't offer ourselves as a vessel for Jesus Christ, to operate through, then we don't have anything to offer people. And if we're walking by people and we are leaving people in their dysfunction, it's because deep inside we don't feel like we have anything to offer. And it shouldn't be that way. The enemy has stolen our spiritual authority from us. He has somehow caused us to believe that we have no authority. And so we live as quote unquote Christians, but we don't have anything to offer people that Jesus Christ offered them. We don't, we, um, we live like victims and we call ourselves Christians, but we're living like victims rather than people with authority that, that have, that are using and that know the authority we have to change other people's circumstances. And somehow we've just allowed the enemy to convince us that we don't have the authority to change anything. I am through operating that way. So listen to me, anybody that's ever going to listen to this. If you are living, running, um, and walking through life like you are carrying a 50-pound weighted vest, something is wrong reach out to me. I am not going to receive your request and then just say, oh, I hate that for you. I mean, I can love you in the middle of it. No way. I am not going to do that. There is an answer for that 50 pound weight that you are carrying in your heart and on your shoulders. It does not belong to you. It is not yours to carry. And the spirit of the Lord, I, I am just, um, Silly enough is the word I'm going to use. I am just silly enough to believe that the Spirit of the Lord can operate through me to take that 50-pound weight, so to speak, and command it to get off of your shoulders. And just like my friend last night, you get the relief. I, I am just going to choose to believe that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I do have something to offer you. It may not be silver and gold. I may not give you a hundred dollar bill. I may not pay your light bill. Um, I may or may not buy your groceries, but I will look at you and say, 
I'm not worried about the tangible material things, but I have something inside of me to give you that's going to change your life forever and you can't buy it with money. Rise up out of the pit that you're in. Rise up out of the rut you're in. Rise up out of the generational curses you're in. Rise up out of the torment you're in. Rise up out of the religion that you're stuck in and walk and let everybody around you see the difference in your life. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. So that's what God has called us to. And I don't know how to title this huddle time. But this week, we need to evaluate, what do I have to give to somebody else? Do I have anything worth receiving? If I give to somebody, do I have anything worth receiving? Or am I the kind of Christian that has this to offer? I can sure judge you. I can sure ask you the questions of what in the world did you do to get in this mess? How did you end up in this mess? I can offer you some good critiquing. I can offer you some good, well, if I was you, I'd. No, I don't find that that's what they offered people. And I don't find that the spirit of the Lord in Luke 4 and 18 is ever upon me to criticize people and critique them and let them know why they're in the mess they're in. No, instead, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to give you good news. The spirit of the Lord should be upon you to give somebody else relief from a broken heart to help some blind person that cannot see their own value give them sight help them to hear the truth help them to see the truth about who they are that they're not a victim <laughs> they're a victor and i really don't like cliches and I know that's very clichéical, but honestly, it is the truth. We live like victims. We are Christian victims, and we should be victors operating with spiritual authority. We should be able to offer somebody liberty if they're oppressed. We should be able to take that weight off their shoulders and command it to get out of them, off of them, in Jesus' name. All right. I hope this makes sense, ladies. It was really, I have, it's so hard to get out what God puts in my heart. I, I see my fragility. I feel so frail. I feel so fragile when it comes to, to trying to share what God gives me. Oh, I butcher it, getting it out. But I, I just am going to say, Holy Spirit, impart what you wanted these ladies to receive. And God, I thank you that you are big enough to take the jumbled up mess that comes out of my mouth that I butcher up and you can put it all together before it enters their ears. And I ask, Father, that, that whatever you intended for these ladies to receive, let them receive it. And Father, show us if we are not able to go on offense because we don't feel like we have anything to offer. If we are not offering ourselves to you, Lord, so that you can operate through us, then convict us of that. And Lord, if we are not offering anything to people because we're full of doubt, 
I mean, what kind of faith did it take for Peter and John to say, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have rise up in the name of Jesus. Oh my goodness. I can just see me now, like all the voices in my head of doubt saying, but what if they don't get up? But what if this doesn't work? And then the intimidation of look at all the other people around and what are they going to think about you if, if you do something so radical? So maybe the spirit of the Lord is trying to operate through us, but we've got doubt and unbelief and fear and intimidation and timidity and religion operating through us. Father, forgive us if that's the case. Forgive us and free us. So I bind the spirit of intimidation in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of doubt and unbelief that would keep us from offering people something that would stand in the way of us, allowing you and your spirit to operate through us in Jesus' name. I, I, I bind the spirit of victimization that causes us to forget that you have equipped us really well with a whole lot of authority. You told us, and I'm going to read the scripture. Jesus told us, ladies, behold, Luke 10 and 19, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. That is spiritually and all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. That's the authority he's given us. He says in Hebrews, you can come to my throne with boldness and ask for the grace and the mercy and the help that you need. That's the authority that he's given us. I'll say it again. The spirit of the Lord has given us the ability to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, liberty to the captives, to um, declare recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what he told us we should do. He told us we should do greater works. I know I already said that, but it's worth saying again. And we are supposed to destroy the works of the devil. He, he left us well equipped. So Father, forgive us for being Christian victims instead of walking in the victory and the authority that you have given us. And I pray that this sets your ladies on fire to go out and offer their circle something. Lord, give us compassion where we will quit passing by our coworkers and our family members and our friends every day and in just trying to put pillows up around them so they can be, here's the word I'm looking for, comfortable in their dysfunction. Because we can't offer them hope. We're just offering them a way to be comfortable in their dysfunction. Father, forgive us. Set, us, set a fire under us so that we will say, whatever I have, such as I have inside of me, I give it to you rise up out of this dysfunction in Jesus name and walk in quality of life. One more thing, ladies, for those of us that are afraid, I actually still get nervous when I do these Monday huddle times. I still get nervous when I teach on, on Wednesdays. I hold on my legs, my foot's going to sleep. I still get nervous and, and I, um, I still struggle with, feeling like I just um, am so ill-equipped when I know that the anointing is enough. So if you, um, if, if you can kind of 
understand that. And if, if that resonates with you, let me tell you something that I, I learned this week in a, in a Bible study. I, I'm studying the Old Testament from a Jewish standpoint. And the teacher just was, this was phenomenal what he said. He said Saul, King Saul, actually came from the tribe that was known for being really good with slings. David did not come from a, from that tribe. David did not come from the tribe that was um, well known for being really good with, with slings. So it doesn't make sense that David was the one that went up against the giant. It should have been Saul. Saul was better equipped, but he was intimidated and he was afraid and he was selfish and he had ego and he was rebellious. And so he allowed his people to just be tormented for 40 days by Goliath. Then shows up little bitty David. I mean, just a kid that was not the best, the best equipped with a sling. But he gathers five rocks because he's not intimidated. His faith was stronger than his intimidation. His faith was so strong that it canceled out the intimidation. And he put a rock in a sling and with his faith and trust in the Lord, he released it. And this is what the rabbi said. A stone in the hands of an ill-equipped person that has faith in God and is willing to put themselves out there is more effective than a stone by the brook. King Saul, who was well-equipped, left the stones on the ground because he was too scared and intimidated. David wasn't the best, but he was willing. So here's what I pray. Any of us fight time ladies, we may not feel like we're the best, but when we hit go live, we're throwing a stone in faith that Almighty God is able to take our frailty and do something with it. For you, you may not know the Bible front to back. You may not feel like the best speaker. You may not feel like you even have any answers to give. You may feel like somebody else would be so much better at reaching your friend. But if you'll just show up and let your faith exceed your fear, let your faith cancel out your intimidation and throw yourself out there, and let the Spirit of the Lord feel you and operate through you. He can do more with you than the most well-equipped person that's not willing. All right, I hope that encourages you, ladies. Let's go on the let's go on offense, and let's touch somebody that is stuck around us, and let's let's be able to say. I may not have it all, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up out of your torment, out of your brokenness, out of your pain, in Jesus' name. I love you, ladies. It is uh, fight time conference time. I know we have several months, but we just rolled out registration. 
So you can go to ccoet.org and hit the fight time registration or click on that button and register. It's going to be outstanding. Hope this fires you up, ladies. And listen, if you are walking through life with a weight on your shoulders, reach out to me. I'll keep it private and I will not turn you away. Nothing is too big for my God and I'm willing to let him operate in my life for you. In Jesus' name, I love you. Bye.